0: Hey, everybody, I'm Jen Garrett, and I've used my Move the Ball system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize the same tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, everyone, Jen Garrett here. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. I'm glad that you are here with us today. As y'all know, this podcast is all about business, branding, sports, and of course, how to move the ball. This episode is part of my special trainer series where I'm interviewing performance trainers who coach professional and college athletes, get players ready with workouts in the off season and with combine specific training, and who just help athletes to perform at a higher level. I wanted to incorporate this series into the podcast because whether you are a pro athlete or an all-star player in the game of life, we all need coaches and trainers to help us advance, to move the ball, and to reach that next level both on and off the field. All right, so for today's episode, I've got one of New Orleans' finest trainers with us, someone who I'm super excited to chat with. Inside the huddle with us and ready to share his thoughts, his lessons, and his insights is Derek Joseph. Derek Dijo is a sports performance trainer and is the founder of Dijo Fitness, where he offers sports performance training, personal training, group training, and he also trains athletes to get ready for the NFL combine and for their pro days. DJO was a top recruited quarterback at Archbishop Shaw High School and he ended up being a part of the winningest class in Tulane University football history. Currently, DJO challenges athletes to become better, faster, stronger, and he works with elite athletes across multiple sports including the NBA, the NFL, MMA, and the PGA. DJO, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here and while you made me look sound great, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: That's because you are great. You know, so own that. I
1: definitely will. But you know, my the biggest the biggest thing for me is my athletes. So hopefully, you know, my work speaks volumes to them.
0: Absolutely. And so, you know, I'm so glad to have you on the show. You know, when I thought about doing this trainer series and I was thinking about all the great people out there, you were one that immediately came to mind because I just love your energy. I think you and I vibe on the same wavelength. And so I'm really excited to share with our audience here, just all the great things that you're doing to help athletes get to that next level. And, you know, I saw you in New Orleans when I was there this summer. It feels like it's been a little while where I wanted to kick off our conversation is you know you've been around football for a while the Joseph family has been around it for a long time and your brother Terry is on the coaching staff at Texas Uh, you have cousins Mickey Vance and Sammy are also in the world of of coaching with Vance coaching in the NFL Sammy and Mickey coaching at the collegiate level and I had Mickey on the show as you know Mickey is currently the assistant head coach and wide receivers coach at LSU. So for those of you who haven't listened to that show, great episode as well. Mickey shares lots of wisdom. So shout out to Mickey and encourage folks to check out his episode. But let's talk about your journey playing football. As I mentioned, when I read your bio, you were a top recruited quarterback coming out of Shaw High School what was it like playing at the quarterback position? And what did you learn from being a quarterback that has really helped you to excel both in football as well as in life?
1: Playing the quarterback position, it's you're the leader. So you have to understand how to lead people and lead people with different mentalities, different wants, and different needs. And so being that quarterback, you know, helped me throughout my whole career, even to my personal and my sport career. And being the guy that people will look at to the and knowing, and that helps me as a coach because at the end of the day, I'm a leader with my guys. So you know, it doesn't matter if it's a high school team, college team, or my pro guys. Having that that thing that I learned how to play quarterback through high school and through college it made me a better leader and how to control everybody. So I think it was a really good position for me to play to help me with in the business I'm right now.
0: And as you know, in my book, Move the Ball, I talk a lot about lessons that I found from the game of football that have helped me to be successful outside of being a leader and the teamwork elements of football. Are there any other things that playing the game really helped you to learn that you would say have attributed to your success?
1: Yes, I think the one second part is probably like how to not give up and how to fight because you know at the end of the day this is the game is a sport right so sports sometimes you lose sometimes you win but how do you lose and how do you come back from losing so from that point it shows you how and for me as a business you know you stop slow you build the build people tell you, you know but you keep on fighting because at the end of the day in a football game you could be losing 40 or nothing you should you should not give up and they taught us not to give up and so that's how you just keep on bouncing back bouncing back so that definitely taught a whole taught me a whole lot
0: Yeah, absolutely. That never give up uh, mentality is so critical in whatever it is you're doing in life, whether it's playing a football game or just trying to navigate through the challenges that life throws at you. So DJ on this podcast, we talk about business and branding as well as sports. So let's talk about how you got into the business of coaching and starting DJ fitness. So walk us through that journey. How did you decide that you wanted to get into coaching? Super
1: random. Once I finished Tulane, I was trying to do the football route, you know, working out, doing the NFL workouts, you know, doing the CFO workouts just trying to play football. And so within that, I was training myself. And then I had a friend from high school that was a little bit overweight through college and he came back to New Orleans. And so I started working him out. So we just started working out together and it, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed helping him. So we lost a hundred pounds in like a year, a hundred plus pounds in a year. So I was like, okay, I really like doing this. And then the sports part of it, I played sports. So I was always interested in doing that. And so it kind of fell in my lap. place that I started at was Final Fitness as a speed and agility coach. So I did that and I fell in love with it. And then I started to learn more where I was doing. So learning how to do the speed and agility part of it and learning the other part of the weight room made it even more interesting to me. So I just started from there. I started off training like, you know, youth. And from the youth, I looked up and had this guy that we worked out with, Chad Jones. Chad Jones was a, LSU football player, baseball player, got drafted to the New York Giants. He had a bad injury that really messed his leg up. And so the guy that was doing his rehab, I knew, I started working with him. And that's all she wrote. So I've been doing that. And I've been, in love training ever since.
0: And what, how long have you had DJ Fitness? Talk to us about how you came up with the name and the brand around it.
1: So I've been with uh, DJ Fitness has been 12 years. The DJ comes from this guy named Sean King. I played quarterback at Tulane. The first day at weight room, I work at workout, he called me Djo, And that name stayed with me since I was a freshman in college. And so that's kind of my nickname. And so the fitness was on what we did. So I kind of just threw that in there. So it was DJ Fitness. And where we kind of covered the whole aspect of training, not just, you know, it wasn't just, you know, performance guys. It wasn't just a personal training. It was a whole business group that we went. So that's how it all started.
0: And how was that transition from working from somebody else's business in the fitness space to your own? Because that's one thing going from, from corporate myself and being an entrepreneur. I mean, it's a very different world when you're working for yourself. There's obviously some some freedom around that. There's obviously a lot of pressure around that as well. So talk to us about that transition for you and, or some, some of the challenges that you had early on.
1: Uh, the big thing is just now standing on your own because uh, before you were with a business. And so like you would get people in all the time. Being by myself and doing what I do, it's, you know, as I said before, it's all about how the client speaks of your work. So if you do get work, your client's going to speak about it and you'll get more in return. So by doing that every day in, it, in and out, that helped me build my business. But it was always hard to, you now you, you got to sell yourself. So now, you know, you're walking around the street. Trying to see athletes, hey guy, I, I train whatever you want to train with me. And that's the thing you have to kind of sell yourself. And so you got to sell yourself the process to sell yourself. And so as as I did that, it got better. And then, you know, word of mouth is was the biggest thing. So these guys that came with me, that got good work, that did well, you know, in their high school careers, college careers, pro careers spoke well with me. And that's how it started. So those guys started saying, Hey, go check out DJ, boom, I got this guy. Go check out DJ, I got this guy. That's how I got Tenzel Smart. So that was the word of mouth thing that I got. So as I worked hard for my brand and built it, my clients speak volumes of me, and that's how I get my my return on my investment.
0: Well, I like that you talk about you know the power of the word of mouth advertising because it is still powerful, even though in today's digital age where people are running you know Facebook ads and all kinds of other things online to try to promote their business, which is also an important piece. You need to have that presence. I mean, there there's nothing that compares still to word of mouth and other people, your existing customers and clients, telling other people about the great work that you provide out there.
1: For sure, like you said, like it's it's a social media thing. Uh, you know, when I first started the business, it was just a website. Had the website up and that was really popular now. But now it's a social media thing. People are wanting the Facebook, they want the Twitter, the Instagram. That's what they want. If you go meet somebody and say, hey, like, you know, I want you to come train with me. Here's my website. No, where's your IG? I'm like, oh, it's the IG thing now. Everyone wants to see what you're doing on your IG. They want to see what you're doing. Social media helped me out a whole lot because now for the game, people are seeing what's behind the scenes. So they're seeing the LeBron James workout. Michael Phelps workout and what they're doing. So people see that and they want more of that. And that's how I find that these athletes are improving their game by doing the, the, the stuff that's not being seen. So helps out a whole lot with the social media part of it.
0: What are some of the things that you really focused on at DJO Fitness with your athletes to take their performance to the next level?
1: You know, it's from the first part, it's going to be the mental, you know, because at the end of the day, for me being a you know, private business, people are going to seek you out. And so when the people seek you out, that means they want to do this, what you're going to give them. So that's that's going to be number one. Teaching the guys mentally and physically how to work properly and how to work smarter, not harder. So when I first started the business, it was all like, all oh, right, just run them in the ground, run them in the ground. Well, at the end of the day, like these guys have to be able to work out and recover and work on peak. So understanding that helped out a lot. So the, the biggest thing is teaching those guys how to take care of their bodies how to eat, how to recover, how to work out properly helps out a lot. And then you have so much other parts of it too that helps out. So those guys have to understand the whole circle of training. It's not just working in here, coming here and lift a lot of weights and run. It's how you walk in the door how you work, out, how you walk out the door.
0: Absolutely. And I I like how you talk about the mental piece. You talk about the diet, the nutrition piece. So Tenzel Smart, who you mentioned a second ago was on my show, as you know, and uh, something that Tenzel and I talked about was diet and nutrition. And he talked about how it's kind of like, you're not going to put you know, what you put in your body is important. And it's not like you're going to put regular gas in a high-performing car. That high-performing engine needs high-octane gas. And I text Hansel all the time. Every time I'm tempted to eat, a piece of junk food, which is not that often, but sometimes I do. I'm human. I, I just envision Tanzel and him saying that. And so I always text him. I'm like, you know, I can hear you speaking to me about what I'm about to eat. But that nutrition piece is so, so important. Whether you're an athlete or just an everyday person, what you fuel your body with is going to help determine how you perform.
1: You're totally right. Because, you know, Tanzel's right. I think he got that for me. But, you know, your body's like a car. Whatever you put in your, whatever you put in your car, in your body, it's going to make it perform. If you want to put the Bad gas in it, it's not going to perform as good. Bad food, we do the same thing. And you'll see how your people see how, like, you put bad things in your body, how your body performs compared to putting the good things in. So he's totally right. It's all about what you put in your body and what you're going to produce out of it.
0: Right. So talk to us about training with guys like Tanzel Smart, Trey Turner, who I think is in his ninth season in the NFL. What are some of the things that you work on with them? And what is it about them? I mean, they've obviously been in the NFL for longer than the average. So what is it about them that keeps them performing and, and ensures that they have a longer playing time and or a longer professional career, I should say?
1: I think the, the biggest thing is for those guys to understand, as I said before, the process. It's a, it's a long game here. It's a marathon. So you don't have to work harder. It's just a smart part of it because they do so much on the field and off the field that you know, what we do here is more of the maintenance thing for they need to do, stay more in shape. First of all, working with those guys is a blast because they all are funny. They're all tics. They And for me, the good thing is all these kids are from here. So they know each other. So the camaraderie that we have in the gym is it's crazy. But just, you know, right now, those guys knowing what they need to work on. Training overall has, I think, for me, has changed. When I first started, I was running people in the ground. And I was like, man, that's not the right thing. You know, you need to kind of just understand the process. And then it was do this, do that. But now like it's the performance side of it. So they want to be able to see what they're training with me in the gym. They want to see the cross over to the, to the sport. And that's what we've been working on for the last two, three years.
0: Something you reminded me of, I was going to ask you, is you know, the game of football itself has changed over the last few decades. And as that evolution has occurred, the way you train also has changed. Can you talk to us about how training might be different today for an NFL athlete than it was, say, 10, 20 years ago?
1: Everybody's athletic. Everybody. Like before, you know, the old linemen were athletic and the D-line were athletic. Nowadays, everybody is. From the quarterback to the punter to the, the nose guard to the center. All these guys are athletic. And that's the big thing now. So you have the old school lineman was a 300-pound guy, big belly, you know, and like short and stocky. Now, you know, I got a guy that plays for the Redskins. He's 6'8", 320 with a six-pack. So, like, the game's changed, so everybody's athletic. Even my basketball player, I think he's my probably my most athletic player I have, and he's 6'11", 2'70". So the game has just changed. The whole line on both sides is just more athletic. So that's the thing that you have to teach the guys to be more athletic.
0: What are some of the things, let's unpack a little bit more, like what do you teach them to be more athletic?
1: So what we try to do is the big thing, it's going to be the footwork. The footwork will help you be more athletic and how fast it's going to be, how you understand where your feet are going. That's going to be one of the big parts. And just like being more aggressive. So if you're going to be athletic and be aggressive at the same time, you're going
0: to win. And so what I want to ask you before we go to my two minute drill to close the show is on this podcast too, I'm really big about people giving advice and passing lessons on to other people. So what advice, what's the biggest piece of advice that you would give to athletes today who are hoping to maybe make it to the pros one day?
1: It's a tough journey. Number one, you know, every kid when they're 10 wants to be on this journey, but they don't know the work that it takes in. So You have to be all about the grind. You know, everybody says grind all day, whatever. It's totally correct. You have to grind all day and understand that nobody wants you to fail. You have to want to succeed. So you can say, okay, nobody wants me to fail, but like you're the one that's doing the work. I can say, I don't want this guy to fail, but the the athlete has to do the work not to fail. That's the biggest thing these guys have to understand that it's going to be a long process. You need to know how to keep on fighting and not give up.
0: I like that. And yeah, I mean, you are the only person that's responsible for your failure. So it really falls on you as you were a quarterback is you know, something that I write about in my book. One of the underlying themes is that you're the quarterback of your own life, whether you're an athlete or not, but it really falls on you. Like whatever happens, you may not be able to control every outcome. We don't control a lot of outcomes that happen in our lives, but we always control what we do as a result of what happens to us. So at the end of the day, to your point, I mean, you, you have to not want to fail and it all falls on you. For sure. So DJ, now what I want to do is take you through my two minute drill and just ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? Let's go. All right. First question is, what did you want to be when you grew up, when you were 10 years old?
1: Football player. When I was that age, Mickey and Vance and my brother were doing a football thing and, it, and it, was, it looked awesome. And I wanted to follow in their steps. That's what I wanted to be.
0: Next question is, who would play you in a movie about your life?
1: I read that when I was like, oh my God, that's a tough one. Denzel Washington. I mean, I think he's kind of like me, pretty laid back, pretty cool, easy, calm delivery guy. I think people will follow him. So, yeah, that's good with that.
0: Yeah, he's a great actor. So and he does he he knows how to well, he plays any part. Right. But especially football parts, too. Yes, definitely. Remember the Titans is one of my all time favorite football movies. Really enjoy watching Denzel. So good choice. My next question is, what is your favorite vacation spot?
1: Well, I'm going to say Croatia. I go, you know, once every six years, just to, for me, it's it's really good to get away from what I, you know, from my day-to-day grind. And as I said before, to visit the family. So it's definitely my number one spot.
0: Nice. Next question is, what is your favorite ice cream flavor?
1: I don't have one because so I'm not a big ice cream fan.
0: I'm <gasps> a big ice cream fan. Oh my goodness. Okay.
1: No, not a huge ice cream fan.
0: I'll eat more for you and I'll think of Tanzel. All right. My next question is, what is a pet peeve of yours?
1: People not working hard. I mean, I know that's kind of sucky to say, but people are not working hard and especially in training and I see it, but just in day-to-day life and like, you know, I have to walk the park and, you know, I see somebody jogging and like, they're not pushing themselves. I'm like, man, you can go harder. Like I'm all, that's it. Just go harder.
0: Next question is what book are you currently reading or what podcast are you currently listening to?
1: All right. Well, I'm going to say move the ball for sure. Definitely. That's one of them. I'm a big 30 on 30 guy from ESPN, the podcast. Mm-hmm. And also I'm part of my take that's uh, not pretty three anything with sports. I'm going to be really into it.
0: Okay. And my last question is you are hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people living or deceased. Who would you choose and why?
1: Can I say four?
0: You can go ahead.
1: Well, it's gonna have to be my cousins. I mean, my brother, because the times that we spend together, we, we share so much information and so much knowledge. And like, that's, that's my famous people, you know. Terry at Texas, Mickey at LSU, Sammy at Memphis, and Vance with the Cardinals. That's that's my celebrities right there, role models.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Well, make sure you we'll, we'll make sure they listen to the show so they hear you say that.
1: Uh, for sure, for sure.
0: So those are four great choices. So thank you for naming them. So, DJ, to close the show, let people know how can they follow you and keep up with what you're doing.
1: I was lucky to have my handle name on social media all on all. So it's uh, DJo Fitness, D-E-E-J-O-E Fitness at Instagram, at Twitter, and also at
0: Facebook. Perfect. And we will have all of those and your website in the show notes so people can connect with you and keep up with all the great things that you are doing. djo thank you so much for being on the show today. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're always welcome down to come to New Orleans and let's go eat next time.
0: Yes. Yes. There's lots of good food places in New Orleans for sure. And thanks again to everyone for listening. If you like today's episode, please share it with someone else who you think would find the show to be of value. And also if you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And while you're there, leave us a review too. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening again. And we will talk to you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up and you move the box.